no longer have to state my name. Just call me, I don't know, Dope Boy or something. <laughs> no, I'm becoming Dope Boy. I can say I'm Dope Boy. I don't sound no dope, but they be calling me the Dope Boy. I'm a type of dude that'll hit them in the heart. Good afternoon, welcome to That's Your Opinion, Not Mine. My name is Chris. Tez is floating about over there as per usual. And we've got a great guest today. We've got Danny Rhymes. Thanks, Danny, for coming in today. You too, man. How are you doing today, Dan? I'm great. Good. I'm having a good day. Yeah. Good. No, thanks for coming, Dan. Really appreciate it. We're no, just going to... Uh, well, I think we've done an album review... I think last year at some point. Yeah, last year during COVID, the yeah, peak of COVID. Yeah, yeah that, that rubbish time. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're just going to uh, go through a few bits and bobs and questions. Don't worry, it's not an interrogation. Yeah, don't worry. Right. Yeah, You're yeah. all right, mate. I've done nothing. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, no comment. No, that's good. So yeah, we're just going to kick it off with um, how did you become Danny Rhymes, hence the name, and why a rapper? Uh, well, I started writing lyrics when I was like seven, seven, eight years old, around the time 8 Mile come out. Um, I had a best mate who I grew up with, lived on the same estate, grew up with, we watched 8 Mile together and then uh, at the end they did that, like, you know the rap battle scenes? Mm. Right at the end, I remember feeling like the goosebumps of them, I imagine how that feels, da 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 da. And um, yeah, me and my mate started writing lyrics down, dissing each other and like, we were just having little battles mm. and I just, there was just something in me that kind of, I just, I don't know what it was, it just, I just took to it. Like I just kept writing and kept writing every single day, even as a kid. Obviously, at first, I didn't know who I was as a rapper, so I was pretending to be like Eminem or Ch Chameleon Air or all that stuff that was around that time. So, yeah, um, from there on, I just I just couldn't stop, really. Just It was, it was in me, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, pretty much it. But then, uh, yeah, as I got um, older, I started recording. Obviously, I was, I've been under, like, a couple of names when I was younger because you've got to go through sort of that... Uh, mm thing of finding discovery yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so what's I went, your other names give, oh, give us no. <laughs> um the first name was <laughs> i think it was like daffers and mm. the reason why it was daffers is because i, I was actual a nickname mm. from friends that called me like it was it started from when i was like seven or eight years old i used to go to a friday cl church club mm. sort of thing when i was really young and um i was always like we used to play like manhunt and all that, and they'd mm. always find me in the daffodils. Mm. I'd always duck in the daffodils and all that, always. That was my only hiding place, so they used to call me daffers, they shortened in the daffers, so I took that name. And then obviously as I got older, um, I kind of got, a, like daffers kind of got a, quite a buzz, to be fair, around that time. So I was about 15, 16, 17 at this point. And then um, I had a, it sort of got a bit peak, and I ended up serving some time in jail. Mm. And then um, while I was in jail, you know, everyone just called me Danny Rhymes. Like, because I was, I was the only writer, like the guy would, in the exercise yard, we'd be rapping all this. And then, because I didn't tell them what my name was, they just called me Danny Rhymes, because nice. I was Danny and I rhymed. So, and it stuck, mm. you know, and, and then I started writing the serious music because I got out and got, I was like, this is what I want to do now. And that's it. Quality. Yeah. Oh, it's nice to, nice to know. Thanks for opening up as well. You know, yeah, that's all right, man. Good. I don't mind talking about it. Good. Yeah, um, yeah rap music. Uh, mm -hmm. I've listened to music and uh, I've listened to a lot of it. I've done reviews, whatever. And uh, uh, how's the rap music, whether it's music you listen to or creating your own, has helped you with your uh, anxiety and depression or, or anxiety and depression? Because in your lyrics, you do speak about, you know, mental yeah. health, anxiety, depression, which is which is um, quite humble because a lot of people like to stay clear, but you really you really are impressionable and you really do. So how, how does it, has it, has it, does it help you with, you know, focusing on what you need to do? 
in I that think, sense? I think, well, I, I would, like you said, people tend to steer clear from it. I did up until last year. So when COVID hit, that's when my anxiety got really bad. So I was having major panic attacks, ambulances out, thinking I was dying. And I was getting like, not violent, but aggressive towards people, towards objects. Not like physically aggressive towards people, but um, like towards objects. And I was kicking doors off my house and like, cause no one was listening and like everyone was laughing at me. It felt like everyone was laughing at me and stuff. Mm. So when I sat down to, do you know what? I'm going to write something. It really, really opened up doors and, and opened up a new light that I saw. So I, I was working on a album um, about it. Um, obviously it didn't come to light obviously we'll talk, probably talk about that but um you know it helped a lot you know it's my anxiety's calmed right down you know i've got I bought my own studio well my missus did shout out to her <laughs> she bought me a studio and then um yeah so i get that time alone time myself and it's really it's really just calmed me down like it's, it's helped me find you know it's not it's, it's all right to be scared and it don't make you less of a man to be scared mm. and if i write then maybe there's other people out there who are still in that you know, and closed off and they feel like they have to be a man or like, you know, masculine and, yeah. and you have to hide your emotions. When if I, someone like me comes out, who's a rapper, you know, it might help them to think actually, no, it's all right. Like, it's all right to get help or ask for help, you know. Sometimes so. you have to be vulnerable. When you're yeah, vulnerable. I have to be vulnerable to, to mm. help other people, including myself. Of course, you know and all mean? that so. macho, you know. Yeah, no, it's no, no point. It's, it's it doesn't help. It doesn't. Because does. you, you're not going to, you know, heal in some sense. If you're just going to hide it, bottle it up, because it will explode. And that's what happened to me. It exploded in the end because I held it in for so long. Mm. So, you know, yeah, I want to help others that are kind of in the same boat. That's noble and commendable, mate. And yeah. uh, why not, if you've got a gift, use it to utilise yeah, and to exactly. help others as well, not just yourself, which is a great gift um, mm. to have. But going back to the music a little bit, what's uh, the creative process like? What comes first, the music or the lyrics? Oh, that's a hard question, man. Because I sit down in it, sometimes I can write without the beat. So I'll just walk around town, or I'll be going for a walk on my own, or something like that, and I'll just I'll just be writing in my phone, and then when I get home, I always write a song on paper. Mm. I write lyrics in the phone if I'm out, because I, I don't carry a pad around mm. all the time. But... Um, yeah, it's mainly, but it's it's usually the first 10, 15 seconds of a beat that will proper inspire a song. So mm -hmm. if I'm on my own and I've got beats sent to me or I'm listening to some random beat and like the first 10, 15 seconds is what is how I'm going to know if this is going to, if I'm going to write a whole song and proceed to actually release something mm -hmm. under that. So yeah, usually like the first 10, 15 seconds is really important or if I'm going to sit down and actually plan to write a song, mm -hmm. you know, that's my favorite thing to do is sit there, empty pad, it's blank beats plays and I'm just sit back for a bit and then first lyric as soon as I've got the first lyric that's the most important thing as well it's the first lyric mm -hmm. if I can't think of the first lyric and it's going to be a bad day <laughs> but yeah, yeah first lyric and then I'm off and then, yeah and mm -hmm. I'll go from there but I always start like first is the first verse this is how I write my song so first is the first verse and then the hook yeah. then I'll write two more verses afterwards. So it's not like some people start with a hook first, yeah. write around the hook or da 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 da. I do it second, the yeah. hook second, first verse has to hit first. Interesting. Yeah. Going back to one of your previous songs, Eye in the Sky, I know oh, it's very personal yeah. uh, to you. Uh, I listened to it uh, a few times actually yeah. and I can resonate with it because uh, yeah. I'm my nan. Yeah. Um, you know, I know it's very personal. Mm -hmm. uh, was it the heartache or the emotion that took, you know, a lot, quite a long time for you to get to that point to write, write the lyrics to the song and um, how was the process for you writing that song because it was so personal to you? Uh, well, it took me nine years to write mm -hmm. it. Um, 
So it was a really, that is my most painful song. Like, and I, I kind of wish I'd waited to release it uh, a little bit and maybe made like a music video or something like that, because it was so, I don't know, it was saying, this, I still ignore, I still try and ignore what it is. You know, there's a bigger picture to what you could hear on that song. Cause my nan, like that was my mother figure. Cause I didn't have a mum. you know, I grew up without a mum. So she took me in, I, she had custody of, me, custody of me for a few years, the first few years of my life. Um, and our bond was just like no other, like obviously you might agree, like you're, you and your nan's bond or something, you know, like it was mine and hers. Like that was the love of my life, like the mother figure, the angel in my life. So she kept me on my feet, you know what I mean? She actually spoke to me in like a motivational way. Um, she told me things about life, like, you know, and that no one else in my family or friends did. Um, so yeah, she was very close and then to get taken away from me, you know, it's still early. Like she was only like 68 when she died and it was so sudden when it happened, like she just got up and that was it. She went to the toilet and bang, she was gone. Like she collapsed. So it's a bit, bit sudden, but uh, yeah. So I was, I was angry for a very, very long time. And that's when her death is what sparked, like, I'm not blaming on her, <laughs> but her death sparked a lot of downhill. Mm. From there on, I had no one to guide me or anything, so I was mm. losing control. I was getting fights, I was going in gangs, I was doing this and that, and yeah, so it kind of spiked from there, mm. and then yeah, it got really bad. But I thought to get to the song, I thought I needed to do it. You know, it was it was on my mind, and obviously, while I was doing that sort of album thing that I was trying to do, that was a part of my anxiety and and my mental health and stuff mm. like. So, I think that's why I wrote Eye in the Sky, and yeah, I, I enjoyed the song. I'm glad I wrote it in the end because it was it's always been on my mind. It's a powerful song, and I think a lot of people would resonate to with that. Yeah, and yeah, the lyrics and the power yeah, behind it. Yeah, I did anyway. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. Really, really um, personal and emotive track. And yeah. this is the music, you know. Well, personally, I like to listen to because you can always go through a generic, you know, this generic rap music, like, mm -hmm. you know, mumble rappers, whatever you want to call them. Like, yeah, yeah, here's yeah. what it is. It's like, oh, drop me out. Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of music. If you could speak to your younger self, what would you say to him, Danny? Don't be an idiot. <laughs> Straight up, yeah. Yeah, don't be an idiot. Like, you know what I mean? I'd probably tell there's a lot of things that are about to hit you in the face. <laughs> Just, yeah, chill. You know what I mean? Like, chill and deal with it in a different manner to the way I did. You know what of I mean? Of course. Yeah. We'd like to throw in a couple of random questions, um, just to lighten the load a little bit. And uh, one of them is, what's the dumbest thing you've done, ever done? What's the one of Where do I start? <laughs> I, I, I was thinking that. I was thinking, mm, I'm sure Danny's done a few oh, dumb things. I swear, <laughs> like, I'm great at lyrics and music and that, but mm. I'm not the sharpest tool in the box. <laughs> I've done some stupid things in my life. I've done, oh, I don't even know, to be fair, to pick one out. Oh, man. I don't even know, man. Like, I mean, there's there's things that that I should have like known that I should, at, at 27 years old that I am now that that probably like have you ever heard of, like people laughed at me? I'm just gonna tell this story in it because people laugh their heads off at me. But you know their place IKEA. Mm. Yeah, well, I spent 20 odd years thinking that was a, a terrorist organization. <laughs> I'm here, mate. Yeah, and obviously, I said, like, someone said something about IKEA, and I was just like, I ain't, what, what are you talking about IKEA for? Like, yeah. like sort of thing. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, that's a terrorist organization. It's just, like, that's Al Qaeda, Dan. Like, and I've spent 27 years thinking that. Like, <laughs> IKEA, what was the other one? Oral. I thought Oral was. The, you know, I can't I don't know if I can say it to be fair, but you know, like, yeah, I thought because it said oral on the toothpaste, and that's so I went to my missus, I was like, what the, what the, I'm putting that up there. Yeah. That's, no, Dan, that's all's not that. <laughs> in your mouth, 
So yeah, I come up with really dumb shit. You know what I mean? So oh. sorry, I swore. Yeah, but, um, I'll never look at toothpaste uh, the same again. So, yeah, oh, you said oral on it, and obviously, <laughs> <It's> uh, <laughs> I look at my missus like what? Like, <laughs> well, that's fair enough. I think that answers that question. Dan. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more than that, but yeah, I'll, I'll just go with them two. Them, them two ones. You know what I mean? Oh, mate, that, yeah. that's uh, hilarious. Yeah. That's too much. Too much. Oh, IKEA. Yeah, quality. All right, mate. Right now, you know, getting on to the album ready scenario, yeah, because you know, when I a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, you know, you was looking to potentially when we set up this interview, basically, you was like, "Oh, the album's going to drop potentially." Mm. Blah blah blah. I thought, "Ah, oh, yeah, touch." I was so in it, yeah. And then you know, it comes to you know, you said, "Oh, I'm not album ready," and like personally. I was quite um, disappointed. Yeah, yeah, no, cool. I know I, a lot of people were. I was one yeah. right? Yeah. Because I was like, because I know you're, excuse my French, because I know, you know, and I was like, really easy, really not album ready? And I, and, you know, I was a little bit disappointed. Obviously you got your own reasons and we're going to speak yeah. about that. But yeah. why, why is that? Why did you get to that conclusion? You've, you, why? Why? Well, are you first things ready? first. Obviously. I wanted to shake you, Danny, man. I yeah, was like, yeah, you yeah, are album ready, Danny. I, know, I knew that. That's why, because it, it, I kind of thought uh, it was kind of a long time. I knew it was coming that mm. I was going to have to not do it um, for a couple of weeks. But I knew what held it off was just like, I, for one, I needed to be 100%. And for two, I know what the people are waiting for. And I know they're going to be disappointed. So like, it was kind of like, oh, man. Like, um, But yeah, no, I was, I was, I was, I wrote the whole thing, like the whole album's done. You know, I mean, not mix and master done, but written, recorded, um, and yeah, man, I just, I, I could, there was something missing in me. There was something went right. I sat there, listened to it, listened to it, listened to it all the way through, and it, it just went right. So I, I thought, you know what, I need to take some sort of second opinions, man. So I needed to get some second opinions. So I went to some like UK rap legends um, and I had a word with them. And they kind of, people think like, when I spoke to other people and said like, I spoke to these legends, and it was like, yeah, but you can't listen to them. Like, and even they said, don't listen to me. This is my opinion. But they told me what I already knew. That, that's when I knew it was, it was over at that point, just, just for now. You know what I mean? Cause it's, I don't know what it is. I don't think, I think I rushed it a bit too much. Like people might not think that, but I rushed into it too much. I think not only that, I think that there was there's hits on the album like all the songs are great mm. um but i haven't got the fan base the, 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 all behind me yet and i think it would be a wasted so i know they could go back to it in the in the future depending on how big i blow up but they're missing it now they'll miss it now and and it won't be as i'd have been long moved on by then you know what i mean i'd have been on other stuff and doing this and that so it wouldn't really matter too much to me so i kind of wanted to hold all this off and if I and I'm saying so much in this album that at some point I'm not going to have nothing left to say you know what I mean and then I'm, and it's going to be repeated I'm going to be repeating myself I don't want to be repeating myself so basically what you're saying is well the impression I get is you're putting it on hold at the minute yeah yeah it's it will be a lot more... different when when okay. it comes to that obviously you know if, when I do bring an album out it might not be that album mm. you know da, 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 until I'm ready but it needs to be I need to be really smart about what I'm doing I'm yeah. not someone that rushes out music all the time like I'm, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i've been really inconsistent over the last few years you know what i mean but there is a reason to be an inconsistent it's mm. not i'm not trying to be inconsistent it's not that i can't be bothered mm. it's just that i'm so I, I concentrate so much on my art and mm. i care for it so much that i want it to be somewhat perfect obviously nothing's perfect but you mm. know what i mean a perfect enough 
for me to be happy with it. Mm, you know that's I mean? fair enough. So, yeah. And it takes a brave person to say, actually, hold on a minute, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to wait. Yeah, yeah, literally. And that's I'm fair not, play to you. And you know, whether people even like if it I do or not. pee a lot of people off. You know, well, <laughs> yeah. but, anyway, that's another yeah, story. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, well, thanks for that. Thanks for that insight because yeah, I was I was wondering. I was yeah, like, yeah, I need yeah. to ask him about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's man. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Right, the dreaded influences question. I hate this question so much. Asking like my people and artists. I despise it, but you have to ask it. Mm -hmm. I think I know who your influences are because I think we've spoke before. Mm -hmm. But influences, who influences you? Within music, it could be, you, you know, outside of music. But Crooked Eye, Royster59 and Eminem. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. my three major influences, but I have a lot. Mm -hmm. Like NWA, you know, Rakim, mm -hmm. uh, J. Cole, uh, even like Kendrick Lamar. Mm. All of them fall into that sort of crime. But them three that I mentioned at the top, my top three. Crooked Eye is my favourite rapper. Mm. Yeah, just because his metaphors, his flows, he's old school, but he's new school. And he's, he's just, he's he's got the whole package, man. And he's very knowledgeable when it comes to hip hop. He's got a lot of knowledge. Mm. So I like li even just listen to his interviews and stuff like that, man. Mm. It brings like new insight for me as well. Mm. Um, random question, Danny. <laughs> 1950s gangsters. If you could be a 1950s gangster, what one would you be? 1950s? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I know. It was, when were the craze around? Yeah, that's the right genre. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with the craze then, innit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Ronnie or Reggie? Yeah. Oh, who's the crazy one? Ronnie? Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How would I guess? If I, if I if I had to guess what one he would have picked, it would have been that one. Yeah, yeah. I like the craziness, like, it's a thrill. I watch all their films, man. I love all the films and that, so. Quality. Yeah, yeah we like to just find some random ones. Yeah, that's cool, Because we, yeah. we don't like to be generic here. Mm. So, Danny, what sets you apart from other rappers? What do you think sets you apart? Not much. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I have positives and negatives. For positives is that I'm young, but I, I know what the golden era. So like I've researched a lot and studied a lot of the golden era. So that's where I get a lot of my influence from, as you probably can hear like on that review that you did, that you could, you, like you picked out a lot of the rappers, both you did, picked out a lot of the rappers, like Wu-Tang Clang mm -hmm. and all that. Like I know all of those guys when not many people my age that are rappers, kind of, they don't really, you don't see that. Mm -hmm. It's like they ignore that and they just go and, do what they want to do, you know what I mean? So I have a lot of study, study behind me. Um, the negative is that sets me apart is, is I get too comfortable in my own zone. Mm. And like, sometimes I don't leave my comfort zone um, when sometimes they're actually good to, especially at the age I am now, because music's evolved a lot. Um, so yeah, man, I think I've just got, a, I'm, I'm still finding myself now, you know what I mean? So I will be, crossing over a few more than what I used to like to, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And it's good to get in a comfort zone, you know, sometimes yeah, that's where the real change happens, you know? Yeah. It's easy being comfortable. Yeah. You know, you get complacent, yeah. didn't you, in comfortability, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, like, go, just another leading question, you know, into that about um, your style of music. Mm -hmm. How would you describe your style of music? Because obviously, you know, people who don't know about rap, they just think, oh, it's all, it's all the same. Yeah, you know, no, it's not whatever. the same. Yeah. Exactly, we know that. Yeah. So what, what, what describes your style? 90 BPM, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what I can say, 90 BPM. 
know what I mean? But there's, again, like that was my comfort zone. So things are going to change. Mm. Like people, you know, like I could say that old school right now, I'm old school hip hop. Mm. Like I'm the emotional, deep, angry, you know, there's a lot of emotive language mm. in my music. So, but there's going to be, I'm going to be uh, experimenting mm. for now and crossing over into a few other things and yeah just trying everything really interesting you know what I mean yeah I'm looking forward to it I'm um, yeah. looking forward to uh, um, listening to what's coming up for you next mm -hmm. um, if you could collaborate with any artist who would it be Danny Crooked Eye okay <laughs> straight away I didn't even couldn't even finish the question <laughs> okay that's fair enough anyone else UK wise Rex Free 2 because mm. his lyrical ability is madness mm. yeah, and definitely. he can still hit them bangers as well but mm. he's always on par of his lyrics Gets from the UK, yeah. I love Gets, man. Devlin, because mm. he, I feel, I see, I see similarities between me and Devlin. Definitely, he's a lot better than me, but yeah. Um, obviously Eminem, but that's obviously a mad one. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, could happen. Could you know? It's not something I hope on, I'd leave my hope on, but yeah, sort of like them. Yeah, I think that's about Jay Z. Mm. Obviously, I love Jay Z, man. But yeah, probably along them lines. Quality. What band artist is your guilty pleasure what? outside of it? Like, like sort of. Mm. I love I love country music, man. Really, I love country <laughs> music, man. Like people laugh at me, and I've got a secret playlist of country music. Dolly Parton on there. Nah, nah. <laughs> see, I, I, Dolly Parton was like my nan's thing, so I used to listen okay, to her just because of nan's thing in it. But like um, Mitchell Tenpenny, uh, I love Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, I absolutely love. Um, Jordan Davis, um, Russell Dickerson, sort of like that. I've got all of that in my playlist. Wow. Yeah, I, I love country them. music. Oh, sorry, no, no, I just like, I know these people. Oh, sorry, you've no. got to check them out, man. I will great. do, I will. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll check them out. Yeah. <laughs> I great, like, man. these people. It's just but great, no. relaxing music, man. It makes you happy. You know what I mean? It's got that happy bop, you know what I mean? So yeah, like, oh. I'm walking out and I have country music in my ears. You need to do a mashup, you know, a rap country. Oh, I've, I've already that. touched on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already been cooking up some stuff. Mm, there you go. Mixing influences and that, yeah. Quality. Okay, so we've got, um, you've got an event coming up, the Plug Factory. Can you mm. tell us about that? What is that? Um, what is it about? Yeah, well, it's a it's a, an event that's going on 6th of November at Margate, Olby's Caf. Um it's got several, several really good local artists on it, um, like Wordsmith Flip, uh, Fretz, myself, um, and a couple more, obviously. Um, and yeah, basically, like yeah, it's it's, a, it's my first event anyway from before COVID, so I'm kind of nervous, excited, but nervous because obviously it's been like nearly two years since I last performed, so I can't really, it's like I can't remember the feeling, but I'm I'm looking forward to doing it. But yeah, it's going to be a great show. I think tickets are. Tickets are, on, are they on sale now? Yeah. On sale now, how much? Five. Five pounds. Five pounds for tickets. So if anyone can. We'll you know, put the link them. in the description below of the event and we'll promote it and we'll speak about it. So all the information, is that right? All the information will be there. And um, I'm trying to blag some free tickets so I can go there and interview some artists <laughs> for the day. Anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cha-ching. No, but I'm joking. So that's good. All right, Danny, we're, com we're coming to the end of the interview. Um, what's next for Danny Rhymes? What's next? A lot. <laughs> a lot of pressure, a lot of hard work, a lot of grinding, a lot of things I have to work on, but I'm going to get there and you're going to see a Danny Rhymes that you've never seen before. Boom. Um.
Well, that's good. And I just want to say congratulations. You've got a little one on the way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah nervous, it's, excited isn't yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, we can't end the interview without speaking about beloved Arsenal. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, Listen, I, I couldn't, I wasn't going to mention it. I thought, no, I'm not going to lower the tone of the interview. No. But you're a massive Arsenal fan. Buddy. I'm a massive Arsenal so, fan. So, you know, how, how do you think it's going with the Gunners and what, what do you think of the manager? I know what you think of the manager. I'll tetter out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hashtag. Um, no, oh, I don't know yet. I'm really, really, I've never been this trapped on a manager before. Mm. I've never been this stuck because usually I'm either out or in, yeah. you know, and I, I grew up Wenger. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I've i been an Arsenal supporter since mm. I was four years old. So what, 1998, mm. you know what I mean? So I've only ever known Wenger mm. up until 2018. Mm. Emre came on, uh, Emre came in. Um, and within like a few months, I was already out of it. I could see it. Mm. But with Arteta, uh, there's something there. But it, I, I swear, I'm... I'm he's trying to find himself. I think he's, he's like me as an artist. He's trying to, he's trying to find what's right for Arsenal, I think, and the team. And there's a lot of players, there's still players there from Wenger's era, man, that need to be gone. And and, and I understand it's hard to get rid of them because they're so crap. You know what I mean? But um, he spent 150 million pounds. Yeah, in the yeah, summer. yeah. He's got his own players. He's got. Yeah, the, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to. There's, there's, there is a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. But you know, we're, right. we're still better than Tottenham. You know, so I think. Yeah. What do you think of Tottenham? Anyway, shit. Anyway, <laughs> everyone just went. Anyway, uh, we're going to get trolled big time now. Um, but no, look, yeah, look, uh, troll with, away with Arteta. You know, it is what it is. Should someone be on work experience on the third biggest club in the country? Because I, I understand that he's very inexperienced uh, but, in the manager's you know, seat. But he's still learnt from Pep. I know, but, you know, Steve Bold was next to Arsene Wenger for that many years, you know. Look, you know I it think, is what to it be is. fair, I think if it depends on this season. Mm. My thing would be on this season. So if we finish the same as last season, last two seasons. Eighth, yeah. yeah. then. So if we don't get into Europe... We have to be in Europe next season. But if if, he, if, if we if we don't get him into Europe, I mean, not not the conference rubbish. No, no, no. I mean, Tottenham League. Europa League at least first. At least, yeah. And then the Champions League. And, we, and when we get into Europa League, I expect us to win it. Do you think it would last? Do you think it would last at the end of the season, Arteta? Yeah, I reckon it would last this season. Do you rate Granit Xhaka? I'm 50-50 again on Janet Shacker. Sometimes he impresses me, but then other times I want to dash my phone at him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Do you know, I lost all same respect. Same as Pepe. I lost all respect for him when he threw the Arsenal shot. Yeah, yeah, he was captain then as well. He told us all off. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pepe's annoying me at the same time at the moment. Pepe is very annoying. But on a high note, I rate Saka and Smith Rowe, mate. Yeah, Smith Rowe's a baller, isn't he? Definitely, but, man. Yeah, we have to have a bit of Arsenal yeah, speak. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, up the gunners. I'll test her out. Um, mm. but, I'll test her maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but look, look, thanks for coming, Dan. Dan, yeah, really thank you appreciate for having me, man. It, mate. Uh, yeah. It's been great um, interview and very insightful. Yeah. Um, really appreciate it, mate. Yeah. Thank you. You've been watching Natural Opinion, not mine, with Tez and Chris. Tez has been floating about in the background somewhere. So we'll be back next week. So until next week, it's a peace out from me. Yeah, peace out from me. Latest. Winning. No longer have to state my name. Just call me, I don't know, Dope Boy or something. <laughs> no, I'm becoming Dope Boy. I can say I'm Dope Boy.